You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, what's up? We're live. Oh, we are. Oh, we should oh, probably, I was, we should probably on, also maybe, tweet this out. I, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> you should probably also, I, John, you look like you have a cord stuck to your forehead. It's because I do. Because this little guy right here is picking up my voice. And I need to wear this hat to uh, stream it. I need to uh, line it down next to my mouth. Oh, God. Here, we can make it a little cleaner, you, right? You have such a ghetto setup over there it's ridiculous don't this you work like in the... radio shouldn't you be a little more professional well you well you would also know in radio and uh and anybody can check the the app um of, uh, of the live streams of the dale and keith show and you can you can see this in action that the 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 cord for my my headset that going from my headset to directly under the fortunately around my neck so it's actually a similar oh. setup although this isn't uh yeah i'd, I'd, I'd rather not be around your idea. neck because i feel like that could be very dangerous well, I have turned on a dime before and ripped the cord out, or I have, and I have also tripped over it before. <laughs> there was one time I'm... I went down. I went down once when you were out of the room. I don't think anyone noticed. <laughs> we weren't streaming video then either, so uh, that's unfortunate. But it's okay. You know, we are here today, John. Tell the people what we're doing today. Uh, I'm going to eviscerate this mock draft that you put together. And oh, by the way, we're going up against Mutt. Yeah, we are currently up against Mutt. So, <laughs> so we love you, Mutt. Oh no, no, we're not. We're currently up against Red Sox Classics. Oh yeah. So oh, excuse me. Sorry. Which is hosted by Mutt, correct? Uh, is it? Is it? Is it hosted by Mutt? I don't really know how they're doing that. I'm, I'm fairly certain it is. Oh, well, all right then. Or maybe the game that it's a classic of uh, Mutt was the studio host of at the time. So maybe that's the that's the confusion. Also true. Mutt is the Red Sox guy. Other than that, we do have uh, the the divisional. The very early divisional odds are out from uh, Bet AG Online from each for each division in the uh, NFL, and they've also got odds on there. I haven't watched Tiger King, so I can't really comment on the. They also have casting for the Tiger King movie that hasn't yep. even. We don't even know if that's happening yet. There's nope. odds on that, but then there's also odds on uh, Post Malone's beer pong tournament. Which that, I don't know how are you having a beer pong tournament. Uh, in this climate. So I actually saw somebody on TikTok having a virtual beer pong tournament. So you and your teammate who are in quarantine together uh, are on one side and you have a row of cups in front of you that are facing you like almost that you're shooting at. And then behind those cups, you have an iPad that's FaceTiming your friends who are in the exact same setup. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe it's one of those things, uh, you know when they have the they they pull down the screen and you like golf and you Ooh, just you yeah, just yeah, yeah. eat the golf ball straight at the virtual screen golf. and it like somehow picks up where yeah yeah that thing yeah virtual golf's lit by the way expensive but lit uh but yeah no I, that would be my guess unless they're gonna be breaking those sw- social quarantining rules which uh wouldn't be a good look yeah so how are you before we before we do football how are you holding up in the in the quarantine how am I holding up well, let me tell you John I I have. I have these new Trulies that I'm dying to try, um, and I've been drinking a lot. That's what I've been doing. That's how I've been holding <laughs> up. I've been drinking more. I, Keith asked me today. He says, "I feel like like you're either drinking more, and you're trying to find out just the right time that it's acceptable to drink now, um, because you're like you don't do anything during the day except we work at least. But I come home from work, I either nap." Or I start drinking. So it's like, that's kind of where my life's at right now. See, I start drinking, then I go to work. Mm, genius. That's smart. 
<laughs> Dale would Dale would love that. He would appreciate that a lot. By the way, I've 100%. got a uh, over my over my left shoulder, my mm -hmm. left shoulder. It's kind of hard to see, but I have got a uh, oh, that's my right shoulder. Got a nice little Yankee candle lit. Oh, well, that's good. I have a, a wax melter behind me, so I'm oh, God. similar, but better for the environment. Yeah, so we've I got think. these. We've got these truly here, and uh, we are going to drink these while yep. we do the show. So <laughs> yes, we are. This is the straw. I have the strawberry lemonade one. I haven't had the lemonade one yet, and I'm super excited. It smells delicious. So I'm I'm very intrigued by the the. Well, we saw the advertising campaign for these, and we were like, all right, we gotta we gotta see what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Then I heard Greg Hill advertising them on our station, and I'm like, okay, now I really want to try some. And then yeah, so, my buddy Mac told me that they were yummy. And then I said, now I have to try them. So in front of me, I've got a strawberry, a uh, original lemonade, and a mango. Well, they're all lemonade. So it's strawberry lemonade, uh, cue the Harry Styles song, uh, mango lemonade, original yep. lemonade. And I, I have a strawberry lemonade. And then I'm ghetto. My fridge is downstairs. So to make sure that I don't have to run downstairs mid-production, I put my other one like just outside my window so it stays cold. Uh, and then I can reach out, grab it, pull it Ooh, back that's in. That's actually genius. But then my neighbors will hear Ten, me. So that's why I'm Ten thousand IQ. Close quarters here. I did bring all of them in the room, so we were along the same wavelength. <laughs> you have to drink them all before they get warm. Now that's the <laughs> see, that's the thing. Oh, we will not. We will not have an issue with that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start with the. I will start with the original actually, and then I'll get more. I'll get more eclectic as we go along. So uh, before we go to the gambling stuff, well, let's let's head over to your mock draft. So yes, let's do it. So for so so first off, uh -huh. first on the the list of grievances uh, uh, for your mock draft. Yeah. And if I were to if I were to take that, it would be a scroll, and I'd like I'd let it go, and it would fall, Which... hit the floor, yeah. go mm -hmm. all the way across the floor, up mm -hmm. to the ceiling, back to the ceiling. The list of grievances for me on uh yep. on your mock draft. It's first actually not a whole lot. Well, first off, uh, you did an entire mock draft of a first round and didn't put CD'd lamb in it. So that was an editing <laughs> mistake, and I will explain exactly why. So I originally had CeeDee Lamb going 12th to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, mm -hmm. And then in the editing process, I decided that the Vegas Raiders would be more desperate for cornerback help than they would be to acquire wide receiver talent, with the wide receiver talent being so deep in this draft. And so I changed that pick to C.J. Henderson. And then in the process, meant to put CeeDee Lamb at 15 to the Broncos and completely forgot. So theoretically, it should have been C.D. Lamb should have gone to 15 to the Broncos, bumping Kenneth Murray down to 21 to the Eagles, Patrick Queen down to 24 to the Saints, where probably one of your other grievances is because I had them draft a cornerback, and bumping Jeff Gladney out of the first round. So where do you where did you bump Patrick Queen to? All right, hold on, let's just let's just take this from the top. So, yeah. but so I know you have the big thing. First off, I appreciate you uh you with the name drop in the first paragraph. Of course. So, uh, so, so I like that I'm included in this. It was clearly uh, marketed as the Winners Club uh, NFL mock draft, which is both of us. Yep. However, there's sure. uh, there's a couple reasons I don't want my name associated with this uh, mock yeah, draft. Yeah, I figured. Uh, yeah, so ahead. first, yeah. So first off, on uh, I, I had it a second ago, but I lost it. One of your one of your picks, you actually uh, left a typo in. So there's an issue there. But I, I know from experience, I bet either so either Ryan Hannibal or rob bradford uh edited this and they just or they didn't edit it <laughs> well so that's they just didn't edit it at all. i think that's one of the reasons too that it didn't work out so well because rob uh, rob told me to send it to him and i said okay let me know what you want me to fix add or subtract and then the next text i got was about 36 hours later that said hey i woke up to it that said hey it's on the website great job <laughs> So that's kind of why the editing process, I missed CD Lamb because I didn't act, you know, any process was slim. Now, I don't know if this is a, a Rob thing, a Ryan thing, or uh, back back when my writing went up uh, for the most part, uh, Tamazi actually, I believe, was responsible By the for it. Where, where was this typo? I thought I read it. Uh, it said something Robinson. Robinson was the name. Um, I I don't know where. It went. I I had a second. Oh, whatever. We'll see it when we when I when I see it later. I'll uh, I'll point it out. But okay. like so so 2019 or 2018 season. I would write these. Do you remember what I wrote for our website in the 2018 season? Oh, I sure do. You would be doing it while we were uh, working on like football Sunday, uh, and you'd be working on it like at the end of real post game show because you're like, yeah. I need to get this done by tomorrow morning. So it was sent. It was essentially like a one paragraph recap of every game in the NFL. 
of which there are some somewhere between 12 and 16 on a on a weekly basis every week and these would need to be done by which i mean it was loose if there was like extenuating circumstances rob didn't give a shit and he'd be like yeah whatever like if you can't do it you can't do it you have a job um so i would send these usually around 6 a.m but i would try to get it done earlier because for the most part because you and i were responsible for patriots and patriots postgame audio yes we were I would try to not be up until 6 a.m. doing it, but I would usually be up until 6 a.m. doing it. Yeah. So I'd send him these these long things that I spend all this time on, uh, which I appreciate the opportunity for him allowing me to do that. Of course. And and then the next day I'd look at it, and my last name would be spelled wrong in the byline. It would have an O instead of an E? It would have an O instead of an E. And the thing is, in the email I would send, I would type out my last name spelled correctly. <laughs> all, all that all that needed to be done was it just had to be copy and pasted over. So yeah. clearly it was not being copy and pasted. And then it was and then I'd also see spelling errors in there, which would drive me nuts, obviously, because I'm like, oh how'd I miss that? And then we got that dude on Twitter would be chirping me, being the oh, WEI yeah. typos dude would be yeah. chirping me, and I'm like, Oh god, here we go. Here we go again. But uh, like, I found that know? Robinson typo, by the way. It was John Robinson. Yes. Uh, in the uh, Detroit trade, so yeah, we are. Yeah, here. so there's there's that. Um, but so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm mostly fine with. So I don't expect the Jaguars to move up. That's not really something I'm I'm, I'm fully so, concerned about. Yeah, so for but, me, that was more <clears> of a thing. It was more of a, a declaration of I expect somebody to go up, and yeah. I went with I went with the Jaguars. Because I felt like Miami might be a little less uh, aggressive, and I th- I am uh, more and more frequently I I had this gut feeling that the Chargers are going to stand pat at six and kind of just take the best player available to them or I that they need. Uh, I I don't think they're going to get aggressive for a quarterback. I don't really expect them to really even necessarily draft a quarterback at six. I more so expect offensive line help. Or, uh, you know, more defense. They already signed a bunch of defensive free agents this year. They clearly have a plan in that way, in that regard. Uh, So I kind of – and then I expect them to make like a push for a guy like Jalen Hurts in the third round and kind of roll – if he beats out Tyrod, great. And if not, they roll with Tyrod. Oh, so you're saying? Oh, you're saying? So you're saying that with the Chargers? Okay, I thought you were saying that with the Jaguars. I've heard the I've heard the Jalen Hurts Chargers theory as well. That's a that's almost out there to such a degree that like you want to buy into it. But I feel like so many teams are just like, oh, did they like think they're being sneaky with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it's weird because it's like not enough people are talking about them. I feel like they're talking about Jalen Hurts. But then like the people that are make it seem like they're trying to be sneaky about it. Um, and I don't really understand why, uh, it's, I I think he's fine. Could he be a decent quarterback? Sure. I I don't, I don't see him being tremendous. I don't see him being like, I I expect his ceiling is at current, like, like maybe rookie level Deshaun Watson, like his absolute ceiling, but the, the chances of that are extremely unlikely. So basically all these teams in the top, like, I don't know, 10, Yep. Not not all of them need a quarterback, but basically all of them need a tackle or a linebacker. And that's why um, I have so many tackles going. Right. And, and, and I felt like I didn't have enough tackles. And that that also includes the Jaguars as well. And I don't think I agree that they're not sold on Minshew as the guy, uh, like yeah. you noted here. But I do think they're sold on he's starting for us this year. Yep. And if it's like and the thing is it might it might turn into one of those situations where the roster is such a disaster. That like he could play fine, and they could go two and fourteen and move on from him because he was a six round pick. Yeah, or keep him on the roster. It's another reason why I, I thought that it just made kind of, it kind of made sense that they went and got Tua because like they can have Minshew start the year um, because Tua doesn't Tua with Tua's injury and stuff. You need to be confident that you have a guy that can at least bridge the gap to Tua being healthy and they have that in Minshew. But I I think they're not fully convinced that he's necessarily the guy, and that's. And they have the draft capital to move up easily enough to three where uh, the Lions are. That's sort of the that's sort of the the conundrum that I think people fall into with with mock drafts sometimes is logic says to do this. Like logic yeah. is we're going to be a shitty team this year, so we might as well take Tua. Yeah. And I'm not sure the Jaguars like every team thinks they can be good though. Yeah, Except but like, like I think the Jaguars are weird enough in the way that they'd make take that risk. Like this is not them being like, oh, we're gonna suck anyways. We need Tua. It's 
hey, guys, we have a chance to be Tua, and I don't think they have the best leadership. I, so I think they would be – it's not necessarily them thinking they're – it's more so them thinking they're smart where they're not is why how I pictured it, like right. doing it. Uh, it sounds like we for the first time in my life, I think the Miami Dolphins might actually be smart and not waste all of the first round picks that they have just to move up to make sure that they get a guy like Tua. So we both have the same opinion that the Jaguars are dumb, but it just, yes. it, it's still, it, but even though they are dumb, it could lead, it could still go. It's, they're such a wild card. It could just go yeah, that direction. Exactly. That's kind of where, <laughs> where I was going with it. Uh, Giants definitely need a tackle. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's, for but them, I, I think it's, it's just such a Gettleman guy. Yeah, them they're they're either going tackle or linebacker, whichever is the highest available, and it's basically a coin flip, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, comes, Dolphins... it came down to Becton or Simmons, really, for me, and I felt like Becton was just a Gettleman guy. Yeah, so Dol- Dolphins um, probably sitting pat and going quarterback. Chargers probably sitting pat and going whatever comes to them. Um, I'm not sure that they well they they do need a they need a left tackle. Uh, well, they they have Brian Brian Balaga, Iowa. They've got him. Uh, I don't think they. They know that he's not going to be like a long term. Like he he he's still good, and he'll probably yeah. be good this year. Um, they do need someone young. I'm not sure they commit to that at six, but That's regardless, fair. they fall into that category of somebody who needs. Well, they need a quarterback, really. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Of course, they, they literally do. could have like a really good team this year if they just get a quarterback. Like I yeah. like I think the world of Tyrod Taylor. Like, is it Tyrod or Tyrod? There was I some think it's debate Tyrod, technically. There was some debate in Hard Knocks when everyone was like, "Oh, it's Tarod," and then everyone just kind of gave up on calling him Tarod. Like as a, it, it was one of those Tyrod, like, thank you. an unspoken decision by all of society. <laughs> we're like, we're just gonna go back to Tyrod without even telling him. Um, but they, they literally, yeah, like literally Cam Newton in their ten and six. Well, healthy Cam Newton in their ten and six. Yeah. Carolina, Isaiah Simmons, love it. Uh, Arizona, I actually don't like them taking a tackle because I think that they think that their tackles that they have right now are good. And really? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're completely right about that. But they okay. just gave a big contract uh, to whatever. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I can't even think of his name. He's a first round pick a few years ago. But they just gave a big contract to a tackle. And I think with the eighth overall pick, they'd be like they'd be way more likely to take Jeffrey Oduka or, or, or Oduka Okuda <laughs> Jeffrey Okuda at eight than letting him slide to nine because they yeah. they have Patrick Peterson obviously. Uh, they have the the guy they took with the first pick in the second round last year, who didn't really do much this year, but obviously you you know you let that go on. But I think I think they'd be way more likely to take a corner over a tackle if they're in that okay. position. Fair. Obviously, obviously wide receiver, they really wouldn't take uh, D line. They probably could take like I lo- I'm just looking down who you yeah have like they could, that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like they could take a guy like Derek Brown there at eight, or a guy like Okuda if he's still around at eight um and, and that's and that's probably likely uh i just felt like if you're a team that whose offense looks and has the potential to be as explosive as they do under cliff kingsbury i think it's of the utmost priority to make sure that Kyler murray is protected and ready for uh, to be in that prodigious kind of offense and so for me i felt like jedrick wills is that guy um, and, and it's easy and I, I can easily, you can easily make the argument that he, they go defense as well. Um, I, I think that wouldn't be a bad, I don't think that's a bad decision. I think Derek Brown at the eight spot is probably very good value. Um, but I just felt like for them, I think the biggest priority is protecting Kyler Murray above all else. By the way, original lemonade, phenomenal so far. Yeah, this strawberry one is fucking delicious. <laughs> these are these are scrumptious. I'll be moving on to that after. Uh, love the tackle pick with the Browns at ten because they basically just need a lot. Of, yeah, exactly what you said. And Left they did tackle but, opposite Conklin. They, and they show they seem like they want to do that. Yeah, exactly. They they get Conklin at right tackle, secure him on a good contract, and they draft a young guy like Andrew Thomas. And if he can kind of form into, uh, you know, another Joe Thomas, and that's a big ask. I'm not saying he needs to be that good. But if he can form into a guy that's going to be in their system at left tackle for the next six years, then they're golden. Imagine the the headlines that are going to come if the Browns draft a, la- draft a left tackle named Thomas. Yeah, exactly. USA Today, the next Thomas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then after this, I don't really have a whole lot of issues with it. The Bucks one, I, I know you and I talked about them uh, needing a safety pretty badly, but 
I don't think I don't think the fourteenth overall pick is where unless I just so you so you know you definitely know a lot more about these guys than I do. I don't like if Xavier McKinney is like a Derwin James type of guy, then yeah, you take him, especially if you also have the need. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I saw a stat today. Xavier McKinney played a ridiculous amount of snaps at safety, corner, inside linebacker, and outside linebacker in his career, uh, in his college career at Bama. And so I think to me that just immediately is going to set off so many defensive-minded coaches' heads and be like, this guy is legit. He's versatile. He's probably a, he's definitely a step down from a guy like Isaiah Simmons. Um, but uh, but I still think he can be as impactful as a guy kind of. Um, the the guy that got traded from Miami to Pittsburgh, why can I not think of his name for first round? Mike uh, Minka. No. Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka. thank you. Uh, and, and I think he can kind of play into that role where he's very versatile. He can be a big playmaker on the ball. Uh, and, and with, of course, the Buccaneers need safety help. And I figured it was for the Buccaneers, it was going to be tackle or offensive line or safety. And at this point in my draft, all of my top end tackles were off the board. And so I felt like value wise, they would probably either trade back or draft a safety here. Um, and so I, I, I mentioned it in like the preamble to this is I expect a lot of teams to trade back because there's guys that they can get later um, that they don't necessarily need. And a lot of teams are going to be overreaching on things that they need. Um, and, and I think the Buccaneers are a prime example of a team that would do that. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the, t- if the tackles are gone before 14, Xavier McKinney also makes sense if he's like, like, is Jamal Adams a decent comp for him? Just like a freak athlete sort of thing? Because Todd Bowles yeah. is, is in Tampa as well, and he drafted, he drafted Jamal Adams, so he could push for something like that, especially if it's a major need. Yeah, I think is. Adams is probably better, much better against the run uh, than Xavier McKinney is, but I think that's not a terrible comp. And then just moving down, the Broncos tend to always go after. I feel like they draft a linebacker, like especially with Vic Fangio, a quarterback coach. Like I said, like yeah. that, that's that was my first instinct was to go Kenneth Murray. I also think that's where CD Lamb makes sense to me. Give Drew Locke a guy opposite Cortland Sutton to just be a stud. And if you have Cortland Sutton and CD Lamb, if Drew Locke can't produce, he's not the guy. And that's kind of where you should be as a team. I don't. I don't have any issue with any of these wide receiver picks. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, again, the Dolphins might be dumb. We don't know. I'm not sure. I would necessarily go with uh, a wide receiver this at this point. Yeah, Although agree. They, the 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 Dolphins did. Uh, they did do the thing where they they basically had they identified the positions of need. And then they just drafted. They just signed a free agent to fill that, which yeah. I feel like that usually backfires. But like, yeah, exactly, you know, like Kyle Van Noy, Ted Karras, like all these guys that, like, yeah, you could put them in and start. You you signed a guy to play a position, but that person may not necessarily fill <laughs> fill a need. Fill the hole, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they might not. They might not necessarily be good. Uh, I was I was talking. We were talking earlier today, and I was telling you how I I would love if the Patriots uh, could land Patrick Queen. I don't think he makes it that far. I think and there's that would no be way tremendous. They, there's no way they trade up, and so many teams need linebackers too that it's like it's going to be pretty difficult. Like you've got him at 21. I wouldn't be shocked if he went like I don't know to the Bucks at 14, even or the, yeah, that's or fair. The like any of these, any of these top like the 11 to 15 range, like he could easily go in just because somebody could overdraft him. Yeah, I think Kenneth, him and Kenneth Murray are both, I think they're both going to be studs, uh, first of all. I think either one of those guys you draft, and they're going to be playing linebacker for you for the next, uh, you know, eight years. These these guys are legit. I think Patrick Queen has the ability to be more explosive, more of a playmaker. But if you just want a solid guy in the middle of your defense, I think Kenneth Murray's that guy. And then um, for, for the most part, I mean, we're getting to the part where you've got a lot of a lot of complete teams here. But yeah, I, I don't think the page. I don't I do. I do not see the Patriots in a million years drafting a QB in the first round. I don't care. Who I, it is. I don't care if it's Zeus at QB or Neptune. <laughs> like they're just not gonna, they're never going to do it. I just don't I, see it. I get that. I, I think for me, I fully expect the Patriots to trade down. Uh, but here was where it kind of made it difficult for me from like 20. Wait, hold 32. on. I never, I never saw this line. Ken Laird's a strange cousin's Pat, strange cousin, Patrick. <laughs> it's definitely not the answer at running back. <laughs> I figured that was the only way a running back gets drafted in the first round of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I, think, I, I, think, I think they'll take him. Yeah. I, I, I kind of expect them to take Jonathan Taylor at 26. I, it just, it feels like the wave to me. Um, but yeah, for the Patriots, a lot of teams from 20 to 32 have, there's a very high chance that they just trade down because 
there's guys that they can get later, or there's just the needs that they have aren't the guys that are on the board uh, that high. And so I don't think Belichick, as much as I, I think the Jordan Love thing was more of a want for me than necessarily a guarantee. I expect Belichick to trade down, even out his draft by getting a second round pick, which he's generally more consistent on anyways, is his second round picks. Um, and so I, I think that's probably the wave there. So not to uh, so so you mock drafted emotionally is what you're saying. No, so. just with that one pick. <laughs> Otherwise, it was all just uh, speculation and assumption based on teams I thought were smart, teams I thought were stupid, and kind of how I expected things to go. So through through the end here, there's nothing. There's there's one I have a major issue with, and I think you know what that is. But the rest, uh, you know, like the like the Chiefs taking a safety makes sense because Daniel Sorensen is uh, a liability, and he almost single handedly lost them some some games. Yep. <laughs> uh, San Francisco has basically got everything. So them getting uh, getting a corner who can who's the cor- they had a corner this year that was good his decent his rookie year, really good his sophomore year. Then this year played um, pretty much like is it Weatherspoon? Yes, I really, kill yeah, yeah, played like crap this year. So they definitely need somebody either opposite or or as a nickel corner. Uh, Green Bay desperately needs wide receivers. Uh, Tennessee yeah. just traded uh, Jarrell Casey. Yeah, like you like you uh, like you noted Jarrell Casey to the uh, to the Broncos, and I think they've got they had uh, they had um, Cameron Wake, uh, who's a free agent right now, I believe. So they've got a need there. Yeah, Interior line easy. on the Ravens. Uh, Minnesota definitely needs a corner. I hate, I hate, hate, hate you having the Saints picking a corner. Again, I this is another team one. I just fully expect to trade down. Honestly, this was just best available for me. It, the, best available? Thing, you didn't have C.D. Lamb in the first round. I understand. <laughs> I thought he was there, all right? I told you. Editing snafu. It happens. Um, I, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, for me, it was just like, I look at the Saints roster, and this it might be the most complete roster in football. It's every year in and year out, the offensive line play is tremendous. I don't think they necess- I don't think they need to draft a guy. They, you don't need to draft a running back in the first round. You don't need to draft a wide receiver in the first round. With how deep the talent is here, you can get a guy in the second round that can still complement Michael Thomas. You don't need to draft a quarterback. You don't need to, like. It, I guess the best option. Is that uh, go like reaching for a linebacker if Queen and Kenneth Murray are gone? Um, but like I just kind of went with best available and Gladney kind of he he makes plays, so I was just like, you know what, I'll go with him. Uh, I honest to God, I if I'm the Saints, I'm trading out. I'm trading out of twenty four unless somebody falls. I, I am trading out of twenty four. I'm going back. I'm stocking picks and I'm taking shots on guys later in the draft. So I really, I really think they're gonna pick a wide receiver here. Really. Because I think they literally have got everything, and I haven't done. I've really done deep dive with them. I know they lost some uh, linebacker talent. I think they signed. Did they sign a? They signed a D end from the Bengals. I want to say they dra- They did draft like a bigger name D end on the market. They lost AJ Klein to the Bills. They got I Malcolm know. Jenkins back. Yeah, so they got Malcolm Jenkins back as well. I really because Emmanuel. Yeah, obviously Emmanuel Sanders is a good number two receiver. He's getting older. He's on a short term contract. Traquan Smith isn't really because the the Saints pretty much since two thousand six have had a solid number one or a, a pretty good number one and, and then a Ginn. like a high end two and then Ted Ginn <laughs> and they've always but they've always sort of they've like filled that. It's kind of like how the Steelers have done that. They've like yeah. always. Oh, truly burps. They've always been able to fill <laughs> that spot naturally through the draft. And like the next guy after, because obviously Emmanuel Sanders is like, like I said, short term deal. Not that Michael Thompson is going anywhere anytime soon, but Traquan Smith isn't a number two receiver. I think, yeah. and I know, I know the draft is deeper. So if there's somebody that the, the, this draft is deep with wide receivers. So if there's somebody there that's like, like I said, I guess they have like kind of a need at linebacker. That's uh, why I, I think actually, so, so, I mean, so I guess Justin Jefferson, who I have going 30 to the Packers who in, uh, in my draft would be there. Kevin Falk said today, he thinks he'll be special in the NFL, by the way. So uh, I said that on Dale and Keith, if you haven't already go listen to that, but um, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think Justin Jefferson then would make sense, but I also, I really like the idea of them trading. Like I said, trading down, getting another second round pick and, and going after a guy like Jalen Rieger in the second round, who is probably 
in, in a lot of years is probably for end of first round talent, but because of how deep this cl- the class of receivers is, is going to go into the slip into the second round. And uh, I think he would fit very well opposite Michael Thomas, just because he's a very different style, but he's it, it, in a way that still benefits Drew Brees. So that's Shime's uh, little mock draft here, and apparently it's also mine. So we'll tweet it out at Winners Club Pod on Twitter. So uh, yes. go to that if you want to see uh, everything. We should have said that at the beginning. So uh, rewind, uh, DJ, D, uh, DJ, spin that Metcalf. Uh, <laughs> go follow along with that, and uh, as we yeah. as we talk about it there. Uh, so so we've also got uh, from Bet AG Online. Do you want to? We didn't discuss this before because we basically said this week we'll do half of it. Next week we'll do the other half. Yeah. AFC NFC uh, divisional odds very early, obviously pre-draft, post-free agency are out. Uh, do you have any preference on if we do AFC or NFC first? Uh, no, let's just do NFC because it's at the top. Because it's at the top of the email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? Well, thank you, your laziness. All right. Well, are there, are there any of these that uh, that's stand out to you right off the top as maybe being lopsided one way or another i it's we, we will tweet out a link to these as well for i think I, I actually really kind of like the eagles being even odds to win the nfc east um i don't know why but i do i just i like it um i think the eagles definitely come out of that dallas has been extremely inconsistent there's a new system i'm not really sure um how mike mccarthy is going to look as a head coach i really don't know um but i think the eagles have good coaching smart coaching we talk about it all the time it's just smart football it's that simple um i think they address some of the needs they have in the draft uh i think a lot of their guys get healthy uh and if they have wide receiver help and some linebacker help i think the eagles look like a pretty good team Actually, I think the Eagles, now that you mention it, uh, going back to your mock for a second, so you had them taking Patrick Queen. I think they are almost like a lock to take a wide receiver in the first round because they've had such bad wide receiver play. And Alshon Jeffrey might just be kind of cooked at this point to the point where they might just need to load up on wide receiver. Like maybe take two in this draft, like a one and a three, something like that. Because yeah. they they like they desperately need wide receivers. They need a tackle. You're right about them needing linebackers. They obviously need a safety now too. But like wide receiver was literally such the crutch to that team this year that I can't see them not addressing. 100, that I 100% agree. I originally had Justin Jefferson going to them at 21. Uh, I, I expected them to want to address the wide receiver need, but I felt like Patrick Queen slipping that far to them and them being literally, it's just a wasteland at linebacker for them. They have nobody. They need it. I think Patrick Queen for them is like, you, you can't pass him up at that point, uh, especially having guys like Denzel Mims, Jalen Rieger still available in the second round uh, to draft a receiver. Yeah. So if he, if he's there, I agree. They could go for that. Um, yeah, the the cow with the Cowboys in the NFC East, I mean they notoriously collapse most years except for 2016. The fact that they have Kellen Moore back and they aren't really they aren't I don't they're not like screwed on offense or anything like they didn't lose any key players like they still got Dak playing on a contract year. Yep. Um they've got uh they uh Travis Frederick retired, but other than that, the other four of the five pieces are back are back on the offensive line. They added a bunch of like defensive talent. They do lose Byron Jones, but uh supposedly they did that because they are high on the other, like Chadobia Woozy, I think is one of the other corners. I think Woozy, yeah. yeah, he'll probably be the number one uh this year. And uh I don't know what they added for safety because I know Jeff Heath signed with the Raiders, but he wasn't really great anyway. Except he had that awesome photo of him, uh, that helmet to helmet hitting on Nikhil Harry. <laughs> I, I think also, it was Nikhil Harry. Some of the other odds I like, and this is kind of a long shot, but like nine to two odds that the Giants finish second in the division is kind of appealing to me. I have this weird feeling that they have kind of like a sparky little season. They're not going to be a contender by any means, but that they beat out the Cowboys. Like to me, that seems realistic. That's not bad. That's not yeah. bad because also the thing, the thing about the, so the Giants basically like their O line is not their O. They have names on their O line. Like they have yeah. people that you see their name and you're like, oh, that's a good guy. Whether they are or not might be up for debate. A guy like and Nate Solder. Exactly like Nate Solder. These truly burps are starting to kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as they just draft a right tackle. I mean, they've got like, uh, you know. Obviously, we don't know if Daniel Jones is good or not yet. I, I assume he's like at he by the apex of his career, he's probably at least Andy Dalton. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, 
and then like Saquon Barkley, they've got three decent receivers. Darius Slayton was very good this last year. Uh, he Golden was uh, Tate. very good. Yeah, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard healthy. If Evan Engram is healthy, that's a big if because he probably won't be healthy. Like their their offense is there. The defense, they basically need everything. <laughs> there was something one of those teams. It's like they just love loading up on run stopping DNs because that's a, a defensive lineman because that's how you win in the NFL apparently. So uh, nine to two. But the thing is, second place in that division could be eight and eight. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants went eight and eight because I mean the Redskins are going to win like three games. So not uh, to completely derail us, I need to address this comment. Uh, the uh, question question from Pizza Train, who generally tunes into my stream and listens to the the channel, or to EEI all the time, is asking what is happening with your headset so that, and Pizza Train. Yes, yeah, she's <laughs> talking directly to you because I can tell you, Pizza Train, he has this ghetto setup where he's wearing Bluetooth headphones on his ears. And, but in order to talk, because they don't have a microphone, he has to use like an old school PlayStation mic that he plugs in and then attaches it somewhere to his head so that he can speak instead is, of being professional is, and having like an actual microphone. Yeah, well, I don't do this stuff normally, so fair. I, don't I, have like I a, understand. A and we have studios normally, and there's a pandemic pizza train, okay? We're trying to adapt <laughs> to the times. Let's take true. a look around. No. Social distancing. Yeah, it's lined through my hat. And then, uh, and then I think there's a clip somewhere. There might be a clip it's, somewhere. I don't it's know what tremendous. I oh yeah, the clip. One of my favorite things. Yeah, the clips over here. Usually we start. I don't know if you know, I think you hit play while right as you were uh, finishing while it. I like lined it through my hat. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So pizza train. Like have a heart for once. <laughs> uh, NFC North. What do you like about the NFC North here? Uh, because I'm not necessarily convinced any one way. I'm not either. I was kind of like dead set. See, the pack, the Packers are sort of like the Eagles, where every offseason somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, this is the year they come." Even though this is coming off a thirteen and three season, uh, I fully expect the Bears to kind of. The Bears, I think, I, they're probably going to be around where they were last season because I do think they're going to get better quarterback play in the sense where it's not going to be just like a million mistakes and turnovers depending on how many games they leave Trubisky in, how quick they go to Foles because Foles isn't going to Nick Foles, you know, he's not going to win him any games, but he's also not going to lose him any games. All right, Chris. (laughs) Like he's not going to throw a million interceptions. He'll probably, he'll probably execute what Nagy wants him to execute. Yep. As long as there's not like, you know, he, as long as he doesn't get sacked on the play or something, as long as it's not disrupted in, in any sort of sense like that. But so their their highest odds is to come in third. I could see them coming in second because I could see the Packers or the Vikings going pretty much either way. The Packers, if they do get wide receiver help, they've got they did they did replace Brian Bulaga. Uh, they so were thirteen got, and three last year. Yeah, so they've got Ricky Wagner. Yeah, they went thirteen and three with like the worst offense ever. Yeah. Like so, by I no mean, statistical some, measure should they have gone thirteen and three. Some will say shitty QB play. I will say I would I would prefer to say people. uh well you wouldn't be wrong by saying that, but I think <laughs> it's like it's like Matt Ryan's twenty fifteen though. Where it's okay. it, he's running the same sort of like Shanahan tree scheme for the first time in his now, career. He's not used to having his back to the line of scrimmage. It's really uncomfortable for him. And in year two, they make it work. Except in year one, they happen to go thirteen and three because for the first time in ten years, they had an amazing defense and their sack margin was like Smith astronomical. And Smith were insane. Uh, so I, okay, so I have a question for you then. If yes. you if you think of it like that. Do you f- expect the Packers to have an offensive explosion if they get another wide receiver in the draft, let's say, may- probably in the first round? Do you expect them to have the kind of offensive explosion that Matt Ryan did in his second year that uh, with Aaron Rodgers? I don't necessarily know because I'm not sure they're going to get as good of – I can tell like, you the answer. Like, the, answer is, the answer is no because Matt LaFleur is not Kyle Shanahan. That's the end. I literally was thinking those words right before you said it. I was like, he's going to say that Matt LaFleur isn't Kyle. And that's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that for sure. Because Matt LaFleur, like, has these, these like, these ominous quotes sometimes, too, where he's like, you know, I think, uh, I think if he says yes, that's dumber than his headset. <laughs> I love being able to show comments on the screen. It's well, tremendous. did I say, did I say, I don't understand, like, what it, 
in what context did I like what was your question and was yes my answer to your question no you were hesitating to answer I was asking is Aaron Rodgers going to explode in the second year under a Shanahan style offense like Matt Ryan did yeah well I, I, don't, like, I, I don't know if explode is the word yeah you know have like, I, I think I think it'll be yes. fine. I think it'll be better than last year. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, the defense won't be as good as last year because Agreed. from year to year, defense is just yeah. They, they just don't do that two years in a row. No. So nobody does. So that's just that's just not going to happen again. Oh, I need to I need to move on to the. Uh, what should I go with? Mango or strawberry next? Definitely go mango. Okay, I'll go with the mango. Because I want to know how that one tastes. Because I've already had the uh, strawberry. I mean, I could see them going. I, like I think they'll win 11 games 10 or 11 games the thing is i but i also am like i'm like a little high on the, well i was that was before the digs trade i suppose i was higher on them they don't Me have too. the vikings don't have any corners they lost, they lost trey wayne xavier rhodes uh everson griffin Linval signed all of them <laughs> exactly <laughs> the Bengals are spending money i don't get it but yeah so i don't know i, I mean the viking the vikings actually like sneaky could suck like yeah. they could sneak. Agreed. That's why. That's why the Bears coming and saying because I feel like the Bears are like destined for at least eight wins because I think the defense will be fine enough. And even if they go to Foles later than they should, like that, like it, it's not going to be so late that they and can't even win Vegas, seven games. Maybe even Vegas notices that they could suck because it's like they're plus two twenty five to win the division. They're plus two hundred to come in second place, but then they're plus two twenty five again. <laughs> to 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 come in third. So like sneaky Vegas is convinced they could come anywhere between one and three. Yeah, so Bears Bears second, I think maybe maybe the maybe bet the there play. five to yeah. two. Uh I also, don't, like... I also don't hate a flyer on the Detroit Lions five to one in just a weird I do. I, if if I do hate if a, fly, a flyer there. If it's if it's just a weird season and like everybody's starting late. You know, Matt Stafford could just get randomly hot and just have a great season, and mm-hmm. they th- that division could just suck. The Minnesota could just suck. The Bears could just suck, and then they just finish in second because they're eight and eight. By the way, fantasy football tip: draft TJ Hawkinson. Yes, in your league, and and I believe the Detroit Tiger, Detroit Lions, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions have like the second easiest right, schedule. Yeah. According to Mike Clay's way too early strength of schedule, mm. which helps. I, and I understand you're not a huge strength of schedule metric guy. I get that. But I'm just saying it kind of helps my point. So I threw it out there. You uh, found a stat that helped your point. So you said it. Yes. Hold on. Find one that doesn't help your point and say that one. Uh, <laughs> I refuse. Uh, Detroit, I think I think Matt Patricia is a horrible coach. I, I think too. their defense is going to be bad. I think their offense might be good. Uh and unfortunately, like their record may not reflect that, so people will continue to not get laid with that getup. Uh, okay, <laughs> hold on. Once again, pizza train. Look around at the world right now. No one is. No one is. Okay, okay. Second point. Let me finish the first point. First. No ahead. one's getting. No one's getting laid right now. Anyway. Second off, do you think I wear this when I'm just like out on the town? I just walk around with my. I just walk around with a microphone hanging from my head. By the way, the 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 pandemic right now is a great excuse for for not getting laid. You know, it's a classic joke. It's like, oh, you know, this this pandemic's killing me. I haven't gotten laid in a year. <laughs> People are nuts. Uh, NFC South. <laughs> uh, we basically did a deep dive on that our last episode, which was two weeks yeah. ago, because we were supposed to do this episode last week and then we forgot to do it. The, um, the Saints are rightfully so favored to win the division four to five odds. Like that's you're not even getting money. That like it's not even it's and and I think it's the right play. This like I said earlier in my mock draft segment, the Saints have the the D, the best roster in football. I, I, Cowherd released his list the other day, and the Saints weren't number one. And I'm like, that's a bullshit list. The Saints have the best roster in football. They have the they have the most complete roster in football. Let me say that. Uh, it, it may not be the yeah. most talented, but it is the most complete roster pre-draft in the in the league. It's and it's not even close. I think the Bills have the most complete roster in the league. Yeah, you're high on the Bills. The Bills would be like five for me. But uh, regardless of that fact, we'll hit on the Bills a lot next week. I have yeah, a lot we of will. Stuff on the Bills. We will hit on the Bills a lot next week. I mean, uh, the Saints, the Saints at two to one, and the Bucks at two to one aren't bad bets either. Yeah, the Saints to win is coming second at two to one, and the Bucks to win the division at two to one. Honestly, the Falcons at six to one is not a bad bet. No, I, the Falcons the is being... sort of that thing could, that could break either way because 
Like they, so their O line got gets decimated last year. They spend first round picks. They trade back into the first round after already using a first round pick on a offensive lineman. So that's their whole right side. But then they just found out that like one of them had a heart condition, and then the other one they tried to make him block Neil Hunter in his first game ever as a pro, yeah, and it kind of got the season off to a, to a bad start. Uh, solid left tackle. They've got they've got depth at left guard, even with competition. Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, I think, are the two there. So and Matt Ryan might, has the potential to play at elite levels. Right. So you've got, and then you've got Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones, and Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is early if he has anything left in the tank. Yeah, Todd Gurley, and then honestly, draft a running back in the fourth round. Like he'll be yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> or draft then, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the bottom of yeah. the second round, and you're fine. And then. Hayden Hurst, this doesn't have anything to do with Hayden Hurst. You don't need to go watch film on Hayden Hurst. I haven't watched a lot of film on Hayden Hurst. He was a first-round pick two years ago. Tight ends in uh, – what's the OC's What's the OC's name again? He was the Bucks head coach. He was uh, the OC Dirk like 10 Cutter. years ago too. Tight ends in Dirk Cutter's offense go off. So Austin yes, Hooper, always. not going to do dick this year in Cleveland because uh, Stefanski doesn't use tight ends. And the only reason he was nasty this year, I'm sure he works very hard. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, Dirk Cutter loves tight ends and going back to like his days, like go, go look at like the late nineties. I forget where he coached, but like the tight ends in his like college offenses would go off too. Yeah. the dude just loves using tight ends and they let one walk because he is the highest paid tight in the league. Now they got a cheap one and he's also going to be good. The question comes down to, I, I know Dan Quinn has had his coaching follies as a head coach. He's That's he is big issue. one of the most overrated DCs like of the last 10 years. Yeah. The thing is they're, defense has gotten obliterated by injuries the last two seasons and from year to year that stuff tends to regress to the mean last year it didn't last year it was arguably may have been worse than it, it was, was the so year before bad. so like and I, they like, still won what seven games they ended up winning yeah they still won seven they went on a tear Deion jones missed eight games uh keep both starting safeties got injured uh, and now, like, Isaiah Oliver is going to be there. Isaiah Oliver and, like, DeMonte Kazee might be their top two corners this year. Although, Kazee was a free safety, but he played slot. Uh, he played slot corner as well. It, it's going to be it, – we'll we'll see what happens with that. But they have the – I think they rattle off nine games easy. And then depending on which way, like, I don't know, which way the turnover battle sort of shakes, injuries and stuff like that, they could win a few more games, and that's why, like, that's only a two to one bet. That's not even for them to win the. Well, no, six. So six to one was to win the division, but uh, for the Atlanta Falcons for second place is three to one. Like that. Yeah. Like that's not like that's not a bad bet at all. No. Just for second. My and so moving on to the NFC West, I love all of the Arizona Cardinal bets. Love them. Every I mean, I'm good things, Barry. Uh, all of them except the fourth place one. Mm-hmm. Toss a little money, little sprinkle on third, little sprinkle on second, little sprinkle on first. I love the Rams fourth place, it's, by the way. Oh, I absolutely adore the Rams at fourth place. <laughs> I think I think the Rams are going to suck. Uh, you, you, among anybody, I can easily convince the fact that Seattle has a not-so-great season and finishes third. And then the 49ers finish first and Arizona finishes second. That's, but Seahawks that's, make, that's it, four, make it with the Four and a half. Plus 450 odds, Arizona finishes in second. In second. That's all they the, need to do. The newly instituted seven seed, though, is where Seattle could end up. Or Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Because Seattle has this stupid belief that they're going to keep it, no matter who the opponent is, they're going to keep it a one-possession game, and they're just going to say, hey, Russell, go do your thing in the fourth quarter and see if you can win us the game. And at some point or another, Russell is tremendous. I love Russell Wilson. But at some point or another, it's going to bite you guys in the ass because you're not just letting him do that the entire game. They they literally handcuff him in like the first two quarters until they have to unleash him because they're playing from behind. Uh, and, and, and I think that it could bite them in the ass a little bit this year, uh, playing against a better Arizona team that played against them well last year, uh, playing against a great 49ers team, uh, and, and they play in the AFC East this year. So that means you got to play the Patriots, and I don't expect the Patriots to be great, but they're going to keep it close. You got to play the Bills, who have a tremendous defense and could have a good year on offense. Lord knows what the Miami Dolphins are going to be. Like, it's just, it's conceivable that the Seahawks finish eight and eight and Arizona finishes nine and seven. And Seattle, the thing is, Russell will turn the ball over so little. Yeah. Tyler's going to have to eliminate those because I don't think their defense is going to get a whole lot of turnovers. But I just, but I just, the second half of the season, he did. I just pulled over, pulled up the turnover, uh, turnover differentials from last year. The top seven teams in turn. 
Oh, John, cut yeah, you cut out. Oh, God. The, the eighth team was the Steelers, which this year, if this year's rules were last, I did. You got me now? Oh, you're back. Don't worry, you're good. Yeah, okay. you're good. Um, so the top seven teams, the eighth team is the Steelers. They would have made the playoffs. Like if, if last season's rules, uh, or if this season's were last season, uh, they're, they're in the postseason. And then you've got the, right after that, you've got the Chiefs, the Bills, and then I lost my spot. But for, the, the bottom line is if you limit turnovers, you make, you make the playoffs. And that's why I think all three of those, that's why I think San Francisco is sneaky because they're not good. Their defense isn't going to be able to replicate the takeaways no. Again, last year like that they said, did this year. Always regresses. And then if if Jimmy isn't able to build, isn't able to kind of take a step this year in crappy decision making, that could we could find ourselves in a situation where San Francisco is coming in third or yep. second. Uh, but I, yeah, I like I do like the Arizona. I do like the Arizona bet there, especially if Kyler sort of. Uh, Sort of is able to take care of the uh, take care of the ball uh, and, well, and and like I said, there's there's this trend in the NFL. We brought it up earlier talking about uh, Matt Lafleur, and before that, Kyle Shanahan with Matt Ryan. There's this trend of offensive, awesome, high powered offensive schemes with quarterbacks that have some success but struggle in the first year and then explode in the second year. You saw it with Matt Ryan in 2016. You saw it with Patrick Mahomes in 2018. You saw it um, and you saw it this past year with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was a very different case. I understand that, but the but it still speaks for itself. It's the second year in the offense and you just explode. And I think Kyler Murray has that opportunity in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. It's so predicated on space and spacing. And now you have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, a stalwart guy like Larry Fitzgerald, a great slot receiver in Christian Kirk. Uh, I think the combination of Chase Edmonds and uh, Kenyon Drake in the backfield is a great one-two punch. And I think if you protect Kyler Murray and he limits the interceptions, he could have a an MVP caliber season. And I think Vegas also sees it uh, similar to us because I'm just I'm scrolling back up to the NFC, and this this is not the case for any other team in the NFC. The yeah. Seattle Seahawks have the same odds to finish first as they do fourth, in their division. which is insane, <laughs> literal no, insanity. That no you would suggest in- that Russell Wilson is going to finish worse than Jared Goff. Like I think the only way the Seahawks finish fourth in that division is if Russell Wilson gets injured. But it's literally it's literally just because of what the, what we outlined there with yeah. uh, how the roster is built, where it's so dependent on him saving their asses, winning games by one score in the last three minutes, and and leaning on sort of the the turnover differential there on uh yeah. on offense. Do you want uh, do you want to look at these uh, post Malone beer pong tournament? Yes, uh, we, that's what we want to finish with. And so yes, it, future train. There is a trend of drinking on stream, but you know it is what it is. So smiles and chat. I drink a lot in quarantine. So the so it's called the uh, Bellina Cup, I believe, and yep. uh, some the of the names on favorite is tremendous to me. Yeah, so Danny Amendola is in first, okay, but it's five to one favorite. So I didn't know can if I, uh, can I like share my screen here? Let's see here. Oh, oh, oh! We tried to do that last time, and it derailed the podcast. But we can change, attempt change, it again. The two monitors. Yeah, I have I have two monitors. Ah, share. Bang. Oh. Oh, there we go. Um, I need to oh. zoom in. How do I zoom oh, in? You left a tab open, Sean. No, what? that's good. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I was like, what? Heart attack. Here you go. So there's the odds for the Bellina Cup. Uh, Danny Amendola sit, oh, sits at number one. Tremendous. Yes, is, is he like a known beer ponger? I, I don't know. Like the fact that he is higher than a guy like Johnny Manziel is tremendous to me. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like Johnny Manziel should be the odds-on favorite to win this, and it shouldn't even be close, right? I honestly don't even know who, like, half these people are. Wait, I so does, Man- does Manziel, are. does he do, like, water pong or something? I thought he was sober. Oh, is he sober? Oh, that's true. I, I forgot about that. was. Uh, I don't know. I so, so, I don't know who Mike Clevin- Clevenger is. He is uh, a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then you've got po- him and Post Malone are tied at 6-1 for number two. I don't know who from Barstool is participating. They're eight Neither to one. I. They're tied with the Nelk Boys. I also don't no know who idea that who is. That is. Uh, Tyler Sagan's nine to one. He is a notorious uh, in growing up in Massachusetts. Shine. Uh, well, so you're you're what twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty eight, 
I turned 28 this year. Yeah. Do you, are you, how many, how many, uh, let's do six degrees of Kevin Bacon here, except it's oh. two degrees of Tyler Sagan. Uh, <laughs> how many, you, you, do you know someone who knows someone who slept with Tyler Sagan? <laughs> yeah, like, I probably okay, do. Exactly. Probably everyone do. does. Literally everyone does. So <laughs> that dude, that dude went on a tear when he was in Massachusetts. Like yeah, I like, true. I, I swear. I, mean, I know he was people, like 20 years old. Why not? Yeah, I know people who he's live a good in, like, looking dude. in like the farthest reaches of Massachusetts, like top left corner. I'm talking like North Adams and they know people who slept with Tyler Sagan. So oh, yeah, like it is just, that is just, that is a thing in Massachusetts. Uh, Gronk and Camille are 10 to one. And then you've got Johnny football. Who is Morgan Wallen? Uh, he is a country artist. Okay. He sings the song uh, Heartless, uh, and it also happens to be with Diplo, and it's a very popular TikTok song, TikTok song right now. TikTok. Okay. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey, Trevor Bauer. Or is Kane Brown also a country artist? Kane Brown is, in fact, a country artist. He did a great song with Marshmallow. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then uh, we've got Machine Gun Kelly also tied with Kane Brown and Marcus Stroman, who is a <laughs> defenseman for the rain. If Marcus Stroman is a pitcher for the – he was for the Toronto Blue Jays. I forget where he got oh, really? traded to. Yeah, There's if, a defenseman who sounds if, similar to that, if, I'm sure. If, you if I am betting enough. any money – I am betting it on Marcus Stroman. The swag this guy just like oozes on a daily basis makes me think great at beer pong. Do you love Trevor Bauer? Because I think I love Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I do love Trevor Bauer. I know I can confirm Rich Keefe also loves Trevor Bauer. Are there – is he one of those – he was the dude last year that it like – isn't he notorious for like his teammates hate him or something? Yeah, he's a fucking psychopath. He's the guy that took a baseball and hucked it into the stands because yeah, I know that, Harry Francona like, was taking him out of the game. Yeah, but wouldn't that like that wouldn't make me hate him if he was my no? Teammate. I don't know if his teammates hate him, but like he's a nut nut job. I know I like but him in a good way. I love him. Uh, and then I don't know if is is this Carlos Dansby? Um, I don't know who is Dansby Mallory. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm it looks like it's like a it's like a couple, kind of like how Gronk Camille up top, Dansby Maybe. slash Mallory, Dan Carlos Dan Dansby, Dan and then Z- Zach Bia, Zach Bia, Zach Bia. Don't know who that is either. Don't Mallory. know who that is. Uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I haven't particularly witnessed any of these people's. Odds. Oh, Dansby Swanson, the baseball player, and his wife Mallory. Okay, I think so. Carlos Dansby. Um, sure. something tells me Travis Kelsey is nasty at beer pong. A hundred percent. If 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 this was if it was Travis Kelsey slash Jason Kelsey, I would give you all of my. <laughs> I would put literally every penny I own on the two of them. By the way, go to Travis Barker, the uh, Blink Blink One Eighty Two drummer. Go to his Instagram account if you want to see a nasty video of him and Machine Gun Kelly playing like a more punk, a more like hard rock punk rock version of a uh, Misery Business by Paramore. Love that. Also, Travis Barker did a drums remix of uh Elenium and john bellion's uh things fall apart and it is really tremendous it's hmm. great he like he sneaky plays drums on like a lot of artists uh yep. shit so he might actually do the original drums for that too and was just like fuck it we'll do a remix i got nothing to do anyway uh i mean i don't know have you we ever heard a basis I haven't heard anything about Danny Amendola being nasty at beer pong, but I don't neither know have I. I don't know why so. he's the odds-on favorite. I'm really confused about that, but my money's on Marcus Stroman. I'm going Marcus Stroman here. Jeez, that's fourteen to one. Yeah, that may may or may not appear on uh, the Dale and Keith picks tomorrow. Uh, free with the hashtag Free Money segment at one thirty. But we'll you really have to tune in and find out. Uh, one thirty. All right. Yeah. So we'll do. Uh, we'll 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 hit you back with uh, AFC next week for sure. Definitely, we will be back next Thursday night doing AFC. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we enjoyed Trulies. I hope you're enjoying responsibly. Pizza Train's really drunk. Um, and Joey just started drinking. And I, I can only assume my brother's drinking as well. Dehama in the chat. Uh, quite, okay, we'll do, we have three minutes until we hit a full hour of stream. So here's really? what we're going to do. Anybody in chat, if you have any questions that you want to ask me and John, fire away right now. We will answer them for the next two minutes and 30 seconds. So you oh, got God. you got to fire them in here. I only got through see so I only got through a mango or the original lemonade then the mango. I never got to the strawberry. Although it will it will continue after this this oh, shot 100%. off. 
hundred percent, it'll continue. I also, I, I was really slow. I was also talking a lot because I just ramble. Um, and so I'm just about to finish my strawberry. Uh, watch all of Ozark yet? No, I've actually never watched Ozark, John. Uh, I have watched. I think I have two episodes on Sunday. I turned it on. I watched eight hours straight of the third season. So I believe I have two episodes uh, left. James White and his wife are watching Ozark, as we found out today in the Zoom meeting. Also watching Ozark, uh, Patriots Vice President of Media Relations, Stacey James, who forgot to unmute his mic and turned to his wife and said, Hey, J- hey, honey, James White is James White is also watching Ozark. <laughs> okay, this is a weird question I didn't think I'd get asked. Are you pooping more in isolation than at work? Uh, if we have listened, uh, no. if anybody who in Chime can uh, Chime can uh, uh, corroborate this story, if you are a longtime listener of the Winners Club podcast, you will know that I have basically been shitting myself <laughs> in September. It's also true. This is very true. It's and a fact. It, it has not stopped, and I have had doctor's appointments set up for this. But now that we're in a pandemic, I like can't go to the doctors for it, and I'm like, I'm like, so what? What are we gonna do about this? Because I'm like not eating fiber anymore, and I don't know. I think I'm just. I think I might just be like a nervous wreck or something. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from my buddy Joey. Has John ever sung any jazz songs karaoke? No, he's not. But John, tell the people what song you do sing at karaoke that you haven't yet on the show. Uh, I have so I, I I have some wild karaoke stories. I haven't I have not uh, shown my stuff on uh, on our program yet. I think uh, karaoke Tuesday is is Shime's thing, and I like to I like to limit it to Shime. But I my go to is and this is this is a very basic answer is Mr. Brightside. But it, it's go to for a reason because when I was in Cancun my sophomore year of college, I brought the house down uh playing doing that song karaoke to the point where i had an encore so i was like all right i'll do wonderwall i was in a very like sort of low-key hotel we didn't go to one of those huge like spring break destinations so uh i so i did that and so since there was no like big like beach parties going on everyone was kind of hanging out it was like right at night before everyone would go into the cities of cancun whole place was in the lobby for this and it it actually there was like a friend of a friend was was there so they took a video of it. So like 30 seconds after it happened, my mother had the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the go-to. Okay. So, and uh, last, last question we're going to answer. Um, Andy, my brother, this is my brother, Andrew Shmeem 66 asks, what's your go-to snack? Mine is goldfish. Oh, John, God. you can go first. Uh, I actually, I, okay. Well, I'll bum the people out first. Uh, sorry to be a hardo. I don't really snack. Ah, oh, you pussy. Mainly, I just don't. And and if, when I do, it's like it's like an apple or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I can't have snacks in the house because I have no self control with food. So I one of my favorite. Oh, my this, is gonna, this is gonna make people tune out of the stream. My like favorite food in the world is oatmeal raisin cookies. There goes That's there goes that. There goes ninety percent of the audience, but it's so bad that like I keep them in the house that I'll just make laps in at like two in the morning and grab like five <laughs> of them, and the whole thing's gone in one day. So I have yeah, I have no sort of portion control or anything. That's gonna be really bad when my metabolism finally slows down because this little this skin and bones here is gonna turn into flab and uh, Jones. My go-to is without question is Cheez-Its. I'm a big Cheez-Its guy. I love Cheez-Its. You get the salty crunch to it. I'm a big salty snack guy. I'm not a huge sweet snack guy, but uh, that's kind of where I roll because it's tremendous. Uh, Pizza Train over here seems to be a big fan of Chex Mix. Mm. But yeah, well, uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Pizza Train. So, oh, wow. <laughs> she she says seriously, thank you guys, and that's what you got to say. Wow, you're a dick. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, Corey asked, <laughs> is there a reason your cord is over your eyes? It doesn't improve your ability to read. Um, we explained this earlier. Uh, no, it definitely does not improve his ability to read. John has trouble with that anyways, hence the glasses. Um, and he has a cord over his eye because he has a super ghetto setup where he has Bluetooth headphones, but he needs a speaker to speak into, into his laptop. And so he has an old PlayStation mic, uh, plugged in, but has nowhere to put it. So he attaches it to his hat and feeds it down by his mouth. Uh, and that's, uh, that'll just about do it. We went over that, so yeah. You know what? We crushed it. So it's good to know, it's good to know people are listening, but there right? are actually people watching. Currently, have eight eight viewers in the chat. So shout out wow. to you guys. You guys are the best. Yep. Um, that's gonna kind of do it for for somebody who works in radio. A mic might be in your future. I said that to him too, um, but he says he doesn't have the money for that. So 
you know. Well, no, it's not that I don't. Okay, well, let's not divulge my financial situation over the over this podcast <laughs> right now. I actually don't. I don't really know like which mics are good and sh- and that stuff. Like, I just don't. I don't know whole, a whole lot about like the equipment and like, you know, what's the good stuff to buy and everything. So, and I'm so, I'm so reluctant to buy anything that like has any sort of sig- significant cost either because I'm like I just don't trust. I don't trust <laughs> anything really. So understandable uh, that'll do it for us though so like always make sure to follow each of us on twitter i'm at shine time he's at john weei uh also follow us at winners club pod on twitter uh this twitter? will yeah on twitter why is uh, this, this time this pod <laughs> thank you uh <laughs> This podcast will go live on iTunes tomorrow um, once, you know, I get to work and can upload it. But, um, you know, we did it live on stream, so who the fuck cares? Um, but we actually did a podcast this week instead of compared to last week. Went a long hour. This is like our longest podcast in months. So it was tremendous. A lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Might have to edit it down for podcast sakes. But uh, make sure to check that out. Feel free to go check out W-E-E dot, uh, w- oh God, if I could speak. Wise words with chime. W-E-E-I.com. Uh, my mock draft is up. Uh, feel free to go ahead and take a look. I know CD Lamb's not on there, and that was an editing snafu, so just know that going into it. Otherwise, please enjoy. Uh, and that'll do it for us. John, do you have any last words for the people? Uh, yeah, tweet Sean a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye, guys.